And we pray, Father, that we will be edified, that you will minister to us, that you will speak into <clears throat> our lives. That's what we want to see. Hallelujah. We've got many who has uh, tuned in. Good to see you in the U.S. Welcome. Hallelujah. So our focus is to be edified and built up. You know, we're not necessarily going into deep teaching here, but we want to release the prophetic anointing. We want to release the gifts of the Spirit. We've got Sarah. Welcome. Oklahoma. Welcome. We've got Jeff. Welcome, Jeff. Good to see you. Shabbat Shalom. And, uh, you know, that's a desire more than anything, that that uh, as we come together, that we can catch something. There's something more important than spending our time in theological school. You know, if all of the time we spend in the Word is from a theological basis, where all we're trying to do is break down every element, break everything down and and look at all its streams. And look, that has its place and that is important. But what I want to do with these devotions, I want to set our hearts on fire so that we can be effective, that we can actually learn as we go. You know, you know, you can spend your time, you know, 20 years studying things out, trying to master everything, get everything down, or you can take it step by step and go on a journey with Yeshua and walk where he walked, walk with him. And we have this promise that he will walk through us. Why? Because he dwells within us. It's Yeshua living his life through us. He said, because I go, you will do what I have been doing in greater things than these. And look at the things that Yeshua did. And here's the reality. It's not about what we do. It's what we allow him to do through us. So we come today to be charged in the Spirit, that we can just be uh, fired up in the Messiah. Um, We're going to be talking tonight a little bit on Romans chapter 5 at just the right time when we were still powerless. We're going to mention a few bits on there. But, uh, you know, we're just going to give a few minutes as people, are coming in. If you're just joining in right now, like I said, just give us a shout out. I want to encourage you to share on your social media platform. If you're watching on YouTube, um, just share on your platform. Shabbat Shalom. Good to see you in Ohio, BP. I know you told me your name. I forgot your first name, but it doesn't matter if you don't need to say it on here. Uh, I think you sent by email your first name. But anyway, welcome from Ohio. Good to see you, brother. Uh, BP Sam or B Sam 88. Yes, B Sam 88. Absolutely. Hallelujah. So welcome. Um, so like I said, you know, we're here to ignite the fire. We're here to be plugged in. We're here to see the edification of what it truly means to be in his presence. But this is only the place of beginnings. These times that we spend together are the place that we 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 address our dependence. Our dependence is not on us coming together to, to spend time in devotion. No, Brandon, excellent. Thank you, Brandon. Um, our time is not ab- about uh, dependence on a devotion and this is where you get fed. No, our dependence is to be in the Spirit. So we come to ignite the fire. We come to edify, to build so that our love will be will grow even stronger for Yeshua. Our love will be even more powerful for the Father, that we will just long to be in his presence, that we will long to know him and to make him known. And as we walk into this direction, what we do is we move into the school of the Ruach HaKodesh, the school of the Holy Spirit. 
the greatest teacher that you can ever have is the school of the Spirit. If you will enter into the school of the Holy Spirit, we move into a whole new realm. And what I want to encourage you in this journey, that you don't just spend this hour that we spend and say, well, okay, you know, I've done my hour today. No, you know, this hour is to plug you in so that at the end of this broadcast or whenever you watch it, if you watch it later, if you're watching it on iTunes, uh, just just a shout out for all those who are watching uh, or, or listening in the podcast on iTunes. If you're on iTunes, you just put Bulldozer Faith in the podcast. You'll see our daily devotions will come up there. We had an overwhelming response yesterday. Over 450 people in the space of an hour uh, were uh, listening to yesterday's message. Uh, So that's awesome. So I just encourage you, you know, as we move more into the podcast section, and the reason why we're doing that is to make the message more available so that you can uh, be listening or, or partaking as you're going about your, your day-to-day activity. It's not always possible for people to sit down for an hour and just be in front of their phone or in front of their uh, device uh, as we go through this time. So we want you to be plugged in in different ways so that you can enjoy this. You know, I don't know if many of you know, but we used to have one of the fastest growing internet radio networks in the world. We had between 150 and 250,000 unique visitors that were regular on our internet radio platform. We ran that out of Charlotte, North Carolina. We were on uh, ChristianPost.com on their front page as well. Uh, you know, we ministered to people all over the nations of the world. We did 24-7 radio. It was powerful. And, uh, you know, since we've come to Israel, you know, we've just been asking to let the Father shape us in the things that we are doing since 2011. We're taking a walk with him. We're receiving from him. We're, we're delving in. You know, we're just waiting before him on what the Father wants us to do. We've done television, we've done radio for, you know, 20, 30 years, and it's such a blessing. But these things are not meant to control us. We're meant to, uh, you know, serve the Father in the capacity that he's called us to serve him. And it's not about uh, being controlled by ministry or being controlled by what we think we need to do to please man. No, there's whole seasons where we don't even broadcast. There's whole seasons where we just put repeats out, or sometimes we won't even send anything out. We'll just say, you know what, we've just got to be in a place of prayer and intercession through this time. And all these things are good. You know, all these things are good because what we want is we want the character of Yehovah to be shaped within our hearts. Like I said, we don't do things because we can. We do it because he says And that's one of the greatest things that I want us to capture in our sessions, that you don't do it because you can, but we we listen. Father, what are you saying? Are we hearing? You know, is there an open heaven over our time together where the Father can speak? I want you to receive what the Ruach HaKodesh is saying. And you might pick something up from what I'm saying. It might be speaking directly into your heart, but you might receive, you know, an audible word from the Father. You might have an open vision. You might experience, you know, dreams and 
transformation and you know at other times in the day you might just come alive and all of a sudden the father's just ministering to you and things are delving out of the scriptures that are transforming your life and what we're doing here at this time is we are activating how we walk in the spirit we're activating how we are called to walk so hallelujah so that's what we're all about right now that's exactly what we are doing right now we are here to edify to build the body of messiah i encourage you to share this why because we live in a world of hopelessness And we need the hope of Yeshua, the Messiah, to be delivered to this generation. So anyway, Russell, good to see you in Liverpool. Thanks for joining with us. Uh, We've got Sandy in Iowa. We've got Rye in uh, Illinois. Welcome. Good to see you. It's a blessing to have you here. Some of you were watching on the, uh, the watch party we did just a little bit earlier with yesterday's message. I just felt the Father say, put it out on a watch party this afternoon as well. So we appreciate you joining with us. So Father, we just want to come before you right now. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your life that dwells within us. We thank you, Yeshua, for what you have done in and through our lives. And we come to yield to you right now. We ask, Father, as we just speak forth in the scriptures, that your word will come alive, that you will minister to us. You will challenge us, challenge our faith, um, inspire us. Uh, Father, may, you, may, may we be fueled up to be equipped for the the purposes of God within our lives, for your purposes, Father, in our lives. We ask, Father, for the equipping. We are not going to let go of you. We want your word to be ever before us. We we just say, Father, we're, we're here together to take a hold of you, together. We, are, we want to come in one spirit. There's something powerful about when we come together. It's one thing to be on your own. It's something else to be part of the body of Messiah coming together. And that's what we're doing right now, Father. We are coming together so that we can rise up the amens in your presence, that we can uh, say yes, Yehovah, yes, Lord, to the things that you are speaking to us, that together we can say yes, Lord, that we can pray together to see transformation in this world. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you that it's not by might, nor by power. It's not by us just trying to do our thing with what strength we think we have. It's not by us trying to be forceful that things are going to happen. No, it is by your Spirit. So we just yield to the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh. We yield to you right now. If you've got cares that, you know, you feel that are piling up even during this Sabbath when, you know, you should have laid those things down last night. But if you've got things piling up right now, I just encourage you, just cast your cares on him right now. Say, come on, Father, I'm giving this to you. Here's the enemy coming in, trying to rob your Sabbath rest, trying to take you to a place where he's taking from you. But we're, we just say you will not take from us on this day. What we're going to do is we're going to bless your name. We're going to press, uh, uh, press in to you so that we can capture your heart. So no matter what you're going through, you know, if you're experiencing, uh, you know, pain within your body, if, you've, if you're under attack, um, you know, you've got Rice says she's not been feeling good since last night. Well, we just speak 
healing over you right now. We just ask for the rest, the shalom of Yehovah to be over you right now so that you will be strengthened in his presence. We just release that over you right now in Yeshua's name. We thank you, Father, for our sister, and we pray, Father, that you just refresh her right now in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So like I said, what we're going to hit on tonight, uh, we're going to be talking, uh, if I can find the bottom of this, hold on one sec. We're going to be talking on at just the right time (laughs) when we were still powerless, at just the right time. You know, you ever have those moments when the Holy Spirit comes at just the right time? At just the right time. You know, look, don't be quick to judge a situation. Don't be quick to uh, get mad at God and the things that you're going through because at just the right time, you're going to see the miraculous power of Yehovah. Um, you know, I watched a movie with my family last night. We like to have a family night on Friday nights, and that's why it was good to broadcast earlier yesterday. We watched, uh, I still believe, uh, Jeremy Camp uh, about his wife, uh, Melinda. Man, I tell you what, we were all sitting there weeping like babies, you know. It was just so powerful to watch and to see the story unfold. And, you know, even at the time where uh, Jeremy takes his guitar and he smashes the guitar up and then in the guitar he finds this little note from his wife that had passed away and, you know, he shares that. And it just transformed everything. And it just brought forth the love and the compassion of Yehovah. And, and, and songs will come out of those places. Songs will come out of the pain. So we don't pray that we are delivered from, you know, all of the troubles and all the things that we go through. But in the place of difficulty, in the place of hardship, in the place where you think I can't take it anymore... And everything's so piled up. Uh, you think this is it? How am I going to get past this moment? But in this place, you know, th- this is this is the place where we can see <clears throat> the glory of God manifest. And through these things, we see the victory. Hallelujah! We'll mention a little bit of that. But I want to open up in the book of Second Corinthians, chapter three. And I just want to read a few verses at the end of the chapter. It's a great chapter. I've done some ministry on this chapter before. I spoke it uh, through this portion at Revive a few years ago in uh, Florida. But I just want to read a few scriptures. It says in verse 16, But whenever anyone turns to Yehovah, when anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Hallelujah. Whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. And what do we see uh, on the, the previous verse? Even to this day, when Moses is read, the veil covers their hearts, those who are in denial of who the Messiah is. When they're in that place of denial of who the Messiah is, they are veiled. It's, you know, it's only when you receive the Messiah. That's why I love about ministering here in the land of Israel. When I'm ministering to the religious Jews, you know, I love them. I want the, the compassion and the love of Yeshua to break through into their lives. I pray, I fast, I intercede for their salvation. 
And when I share the love of Yeshua and I show Yeshua in Torah, I start to see tears just running down their faces. And, you know, I'll never forget one of them saying, wow, you know, as he's sitting reading this and tears are running down his faces. You know, why is this not taught in the synagogue? Why why are we not going through this on, on Sabbath? And he was so blown away as he's reading in Hebrew on his own cell phone as we're just going through the scriptures about Yeshua in the Tanakh. Hallelujah. Such an impacting moment. And, you know, we want to see the power of his spirit manifest at this time. That's what we want to see, the glory of Yehovah come alive at this time. Good to see you, Melinda, in uh, New York. Thanks for joining with us tonight. Hallelujah. Yep, we are live. If you are watching on podcast, we're doing this live on Facebook and YouTube. And uh, you can join us there just by going to Build Those of Faith on Facebook or also on YouTube. And you can catch your feeds every day. We've got uh, Sharon uh, joining us as well. Welcome. Good to see you on YouTube. We've got Clint in Tobago. Wow, awesome. You know, one of my favorite places that my wife has gone to is Trinidad and Tobago. What a beautiful islands you have there. Amazing. We've got Patrick coming in. Hallelujah. He says he loves the Jewish people. Hallelujah. Yes. And you know, you know, I've I've, I've ministered so many messages especially from the Hebraic perspective. I see that so many people are coming back to the roots of the faith, but they fail to identify the importance of how we connect to the land and to the Jewish people in the land. We have to connect. Why? Because we are called to bring the love of Yeshua to the Jewish people, to the whole house of Israel, but we have to minister to Judah. We have to minister the love of Yeshua to Judah. And there's so much confusion over how people see things. And, you know, maybe we'll hit on some of that in a minute. I hope we do, because I just love sharing the importance of connecting. If you have come back to the roots of your faith and the feasts of God, and you're of the nations, you're not uh, Jewish, and you've got the revelation of the importance that the feasts of the Lord are for today, and we are meant to be walking in them, and you have no connection to the land, you have missed the entire foundation of what the gospel is all about. The gospel in the scripture is the gospel of the kingdom. And the very reason you're connecting to the feasts is how you are seeing the Messiah work out the plan of restoration of all mankind. That's what the feasts are all about. Hallelujah. They are painting the picture of the gospel of the kingdom. They are bringing forth the transforming words to, to take us into a new place. But whenever anyone turns to Yehovah, the veil is taken away. Hallelujah. When anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we who are unve- who with unveiled faces, and we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory, are being transformed into the likeness with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Hallelujah. So what are we saying tonight? We are saying that we are not called to hide what the Father is doing in our lives. Don't don't come along and, and hide what the Father is doing. Welcome, Esther, in Australia. We've got Paula there in Arkansas. Good to see you. Uh, thanks for joining with us. I appreciate you guys doing the shout-outs and where you are. And as we go along, I just want to encourage you at this point. 
If the Father gives you a word or just a scripture you want to share, don't just say the the chapter and the verse, but just post it. Now, don't post like 25 verses. I'm talking about one verse. If I'm saying something and there's a verse that the Father puts in your heart, then post it there. I might share it. I might just uh, look down and see that chat and just share that as well because I want us to walk together. This is a time as we're moving together. And even if you're watching this and it's it's not live, still post those comments because some people have those comments coming up in real time as they're going through the message. Thank you, Father. But we are not called to walk with a veil. And, you know, we talk about how the veil comes off, the revelation of who Yeshua is, the reality on who he is, is so important. You know, we're called to turn to Messiah, you know, but when we minister to the Jewish people, People, when we minister to uh, to those who are caught up in rabbinic Judaism, don't walk with a veil on. You know, don't be involved in anything that requires you to sign and say you will not preach the gospel. Don't subscribe to anything that wants to lift up the order of rabbinical Judaism. We are called to be the testimony of Yeshua as believers. We are called to minister who he is called to be. We're not called to compromise. So what is compromise? Compromise is, what do you have in the word compromise? C-O-M, and then you have the word promise. And what we have to do is get the C-O-M off of the promise, because what does the devil want to do? He wants to veil the word. He wants to veil the truth. He wants you to walk in compromise and just go hand in hand in a, in a compromised position, a compromised place. But you know, what did Peter and John say? Silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give unto you in the name of, mm, I can't say the word. No, 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 no. There's no compromise. Here comes the promise. In the name of Yeshua of Nazareth, rise up and walk. In the name of Yeshua of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And this, you know, we've got to get the veil off. We've got to come to the place where we recognize the only way that the veil will come off the Jewish people is when we bring forth the truth. And what what does the truth do? What does the Spirit bring? Now, the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Freedom freedom. So religion wants to bind you. Religion wants to control you. Religion wants to put you in a place where you are so limited that you cannot function. But we want to be in a place where the promises of Yehovah are yes and amen. We celebrate the promises of God. Now listen, if you're in the place where you are not seeing the promises of God manifest in your life, bringing victory, you know, it's very difficult to minister in the promises of God if you're not living in the promises of God. You know, we are not called to study the word to teach, you know, uh, theology. No, we are called to live it. And then when we minister the word of God, we're ministering from a place of life because it's part of who we are. So if you don't have a message right now, if you're struggling with your identity, what what does God have for me? How is he calling me to function? How is he calling me to walk? Then the very first place we have to go to before we ever put any labels or titles on who we think we are or who the Father says we are, we have to first take the scriptures, start 
start applying it and start walking in the word. Hallelujah. The, 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 the scriptures are the manual to life. It's a journey. We're called to live life. We're called to walk on this journey. And I'm encouraging you, every one of you, you know, our ministry is called God of Life. God of Life Ministries. Build those of faith. God of Life. God of Life. What does God of Life mean? God restoration. We have restoration. We want to speak the restoration of Yehovah to this generation. Hallelujah. I am so blessed and encouraged that the Word of God is penetrating every aspect of my life. I give you permission by the Spirit to to penetrate every area of my life. Mold me, make me into who you have called me to be. Listen, this is a journey. The enemy wants to come and say, well, you know, I know what you went through this day. I know what you what happened to you in 19-whatever. I know what happened to you, you know, two weeks ago, six weeks ago, six minutes ago. But, you know, we have got to come to the place where we are renewing our minds in him. So we take on the characteristics of God. Now, we talked the other day, or I think maybe it was last week or a couple of weeks ago, we talked about we don't come together to develop and create cloning in the spirit. No, we want to be unique. We want to operate on who the Father has called us to be. I don't want you to act like me, walk like me. No, I don't teach if he did it for me, he'll do it for you because that's only true to an element. That's not necessarily the truth. Just because he did it for me doesn't mean he's going to do it for you because you don't know the price I paid to get where I am. You don't know what I've gone through. And if you're not willing to walk the walk, if you just think, well, you know, he did it for you, so I'm just going to stand in faith and it's going to happen in my life. No, it's not. Because there comes the sacrifice, there comes the place where we have to lay our lives down to function, to grow and to press in. There's a price that has to be paid. But there is also something called the false anointing and uh, the kindalini anointing, the false Holy Spirit, where what, what is the false anointing? You don't have to live the life. You don't have to walk the walk. You just receive this false anointing and you will see these manifestations take place that look like the Holy Spirit, but they are not the Holy Spirit. Why? They come from the place of what? Compromise. But we don't want to come from the compromised life. We want to come from the place of promise. Yes, hallelujah. Sharon says everyone has to walk out their own salvation. Hallelujah. That's correct. Welcome, Sharon. Good to see you join us today. We've got Lola as well. Good to see you. Um, yeah, awesome. We've got uh, Cassandra as well on YouTube. So we've got a few more people coming in on YouTube. Hallelujah. Yes, we are called to walk out the life. So what I want to impart as we minister, I want to impart the importance of, of you becoming everything that God has called you to be. And, you know, this is why, you know, when you have a baby, you know, you feed the baby, you're nurturing the baby, you're you're putting good things in, you monitor what they watch on television, you monitor uh, their playtime, you monitor every aspect of their life as a parent, as a carer of a child, you're looking, how can I nurture this child to create an environment for what? Growth. But if you box that child in and you try to make them like you, 
What are you going to do? You're going to start stunting their growth. You have to allow the freedom of the Spirit to flow. You've got to allow the adventures of life to manifest in the child. You've got to allow them to move in places that that might be a little messy at times. You know, you can't tell them just stay in the closet until you've got everything worked out. It is okay for there to be poop all over the place from time to time, as long as we teach them how you clean this stuff up, you know? But we want to train them in the way that they should go. We don't want to manipulate them in the way that we should go. And why do we see this so much in ministry? You know, we see this this leading from the top down type of ministry uh, hierarchy system. And what does it want to do? No, you've got to be a part of my vision. You've got to be a part of what I'm doing. And, you know, you've got to buy into what I'm saying. And here comes the heavy shepherd and manipulation controlling spirits witchcraft. That's what it is in building the kingdoms of man. But as we come together, we want to release the freedom of the Spirit so that we can become everything the Father has called us to be. Yes, there is a way that we can walk in unity with diversity. Hallelujah. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, I might not like some of you. (laughs) Some of you might not like me, you know, but there is things that we can do together. I don't have to live with you every day. You know, my wife and my daughter, they have to live with me, you know, so we've got to get on. We've got to walk things through. But just because we are not the same, just because, you know, look, you know, just because we can agree on things and have great times on fellowship, you know, it doesn't mean that this is the making of how you can become my best friend. We might not be compatible on that level. And you might think, well, that's a little weird, but you know, this is reality. You know, it's reality. You know, you can't choose your family, but you can choose your friends. And, you know, we have it in the natural family. We have it in the family of Yehovah. You can't choose your family, but you can choose your friends. Who do you want to hang out with? You want to hang around people that are encouraging, that are strengthening you, that are a blessing, that you can be a blessing to, where you're walking together and you've not got all this strife and it's difficult. But in the family of Yehovah, what do we have on many times? We, you know, you know, we have, you know, fire. We, we have iron shower than iron. We've got pooling. <laughs> There's conflict uh, and, and things like that going on. What do we do in the, in the midst of this? Well, you know, it's family, so we're not going to dismiss them. You know, believers are very good at shooting down other believers and, and well, you know, what, what do we care? You know, I don't want to hang out with you, but you know what? It's family. How do we minister to the family? It might not be your best friend. It might not be the people that you spend those intimate times with. That's okay. But how do we encourage each other? Because if you're throwing uh, your brother, your sister into the place of isolation because they don't agree with you, we're not being a blessing. And in everything we do, we should be a blessing. So it says in the scripture, we will be known by the love we have for one another. So how do we get on the same page? What is the key that we have to do? We have to be centered in the word. Oh, but brother, there's so many interpretations. There's so many ideas. Uh, You know, we've got so many belief systems. We have so many 
denominations. We, you know, oh, I walk in a Hebraic way, I do the feast. And, well, you know, I like to do Christmas, I like to do Easter, another one will say. And, you know, it feels good for me, and that's okay for me, and that might be a problem for you. Or, you know, you send that the Torah is for today. <gasps> that offends me! I can't walk with you. You know, we have all this division. But if we will come to the place where we will lay our lives down and we'll say, let's put the word into action. If we spend our times with the brokenhearted and we spend the majority of our life living the word, you're not going to have all these conflicts. But if you spend your time locked up where, you know, you think that the whole point and the reason why Yeshua came was so that every one of you can become the highest level theologian that ever lived, then you're going to miss it. You want to see the killing of the Spirit, then spend all your time in theology. And, you know, you might be a theologian watching right now thinking, oh my goodness me, man, you are killing me right now. I love theology. And look, what I'm saying is, I'm saying, yes, if that's your calling, if you are called for the purpose of breaking down the Scriptures to make it known, and that's your calling, and that you have the gift of teaching, and, you know, that's the key thing that you are called to walk in. That's important. But if you get everybody, and they all want to walk in that same gifting, that same area, and they don't have the skill set, they don't have the anointing of the Spirit, and they come up with interpretations, they come up with things that are not like, then they try to lead the body of Messiah in those directions, and they're bringing forth error. You know, this is where we've got to slow down. What should we be teaching? We should be teaching people to be a people of action, to walk in the unity of the Spirit, to walk in the truth of Yehovah. And how do we develop trust in the body of Messiah? How do I know that uh, I, I can trust you? How do you know you can trust me? Uh, when we see how we get each other's backs, do we have each other's backs? How are we walking? How are we flowing? You know? that we are moving in the gifts of the Spirit, that we're creating the room for growth, that we understand that when we get it wrong, can we go to uh, places where mistakes have been made and address them in a way of love? You know, address them in a way of love. If what you're doing is, is not building the body, but it's breaking the body down, or it's coming over too strong in such a way, how do we minister to say, look, look, let's address this. We we want the gifts to flow in our lives, but how do we unify the body? How do we move? Listen, if you're driving your car and it's running on three cylinders instead of four, and you're sensing that, the first thing you're going to do is take it to the garage. Why? You want the unity of the pistons in action. And that's how we see the body of Messiah functioning. So what? how do we do this? We get the compromise off. We want to be religious free. And I believe what the Father is doing, he's igniting such a powerful move of the Spirit within the nations where he's taking people out of institutional Christianity and he's bringing them to a place where he is breathing his life on them. And they're finding other sources of, of growing in the spirit other ways rather than being under this dictator self-kingdom building system so that they can come to the place to grow up in Messiah. And look, I'm all for large gatherings. 
Listen, I, I love being in an environment of thousands of people who are worshiping and praising Yahovah. I've had the privilege of ministering before, you know, thousands, tens of thousands of people. It is such an incredible moment. It's such an incredible time to see people come together in one in the spirit. But I've also seen the heavy hand, the heavy shepherding, the structure and how all these things come together. That's what I don't like. But, you know, the whole children of Israel were together at, at the Mount Sinai, two million of them standing there. Man, I bet you that was a great, powerful time in the spirit. So what am I saying? <clears throat> I'm diversing off to the left and to the right. <clears throat> and that's okay. What do we want? We want the word of Yehovah to flow. We want the Holy Spirit to minister to us. So we were reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 3. We're just talking about when everyone, whenever anyone turns to Yehovah, the veil is taken away. Now, Yehovah, Yehovah is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And that's what we want. We, and we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his likeness. And this is where the victory comes forth. The victory comes forth when we don't take our ideas to the Bible and try and create our own storyboard. The victory comes forth when we are walking in the likeness of who he is, being transformed into his likeness. How do we do that? You get the scripture and you go to the scripture and you look out. So you don't take your opinions, because what's your opinion? It's, well, this is my idea. Well, you haven't studied it through to know if it's truth yet. It's just an opinion. But this word is solid. This is not the book of opinions. This is the book of reality. Man, this is the truth. This is the word of Yehovah. His word will not come back void. It will accomplish that for which it has been sent. So if we go to the word and we look out, so, you know, how many times have you heard pastors standing on the stage and saying, listen, you know, if I'm preaching something that's not in the Bible, I give you permission, you come and you challenge me on it. And then you go up to them and say, well, listen, you know, I appreciate what you were saying this morning, but I just want to bring to your attention one of the things you said this morning out of biblical context that was really quite offensive to the word. Not necessarily, it was offensive to the word, and I just want to know, you know, I just want to bring it to your attention. Can we talk about it? Oh, all of a sudden you start seeing that offense. You know, how dare you challenge me or who do you think you are or blah, blah, blah. You know, what do you, you know, what gives you the right? What type of uh, what type of background do you think you are, have to challenge me? Listen, we are called to be students of the word. We're called to be students of the word. So the more we are transformed by the word, the more we will be in the likeness of who he is with ever-increasing glory. Why? The power of God will increase by the more uh, we know him and we are walking in his ways. So I want to save you a lot of time, you know, instead of trying to become the next theologian, unless you are truly called with the gift of teaching, then you press in. You press in to break those things down. But the majority of us are called to walk the word, to live the word. Well, every one of us, even if you're a teacher, you know, you can't teach what you don't live. And if you're delving in, you know, look at all the journey the Father's taken me on as a teacher. I've got a doctorate in theology. I teach the scriptures, have done for many years, you know, but it's not my number one key anointing. 
you might think, well, you know, that you do a lot of teaching when we spend time together, but that's not the number one key. The number one key for me in, in walking this through is how do we bring salvation to this generation? How do we take the word and apply it to bring transformation to the world? So my heart is a heart of an evangelist. My heart is to is to bring the prophetic word to, to say to people, come in line with what the word is saying. Come on. If we will come in line and get on his tracks, we will see his glory manifest. If you truly want to see revival in the outpourings of the spirit, then we have to be in line with the word you know and I'm not saying we have to have it all together you know because you could be a couple of old ladies in their 80s in the the island of Lewis and you know you can just be praying slap a table and all of a sudden things are going to start taking place what's the father going to do he will take over and you know it's in our surrender and allowing him to take over that will bring forth the confidence of the spirit so you might be shaken in your boots when you start to move in the gifts of the spirit as you start to move forward but one thing I've learned, the more that I've walked in the faith, the more that I've walked in ministry. Uh, listen, I step out there. I like I'm out the box, right? I'm I'm not trying to stay in the place of safety. I want to be out there. Why? Not not just to get out there, but if I hear him speak to me, I'm going to take those steps and move out. And I know that he is faithful, that he will bring his word through, that it will be established. So I encourage you. When he speaks to you, even at the beginning when you don't understand, I encourage you, step out. Be faithful to what the Word of God is. Be faithful. You know, because we are on the verge of a miracle. Everything that the Father has called you to do, you can't do in the natural. So, you know, it's okay. Say, I can't do this. Exactly. Listen, if you can do it, it's probably not God. It's probably not Yehovah. If you can do it, yeah, oh, I got this word, you know, I've got to do this. Look, if you can do it, it's probably not him. If it's impossible, that sounds like my God. <laughs> That's what he has called us to do. All things are possible to those who love him, who are walking in accordance with his will and purpose. We are called to live in the impossibilities. So we are not going to put the C-O-M on the promise. No, we're going to live and walk and function in the promises of Yehovah. We're not going to compromise. We speak to what? The spirit of religion and we pull you down in Yeshua's name. I'm not going to walk in religion. But I do want to walk in love and I do want to walk in gentleness and care to minister the compassion of Yeshua to a broken world, to a broken world. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 5. Hallelujah. It's amazing. You know, how can we just jump into Romans chapter 5 without reading what's before? But I'm just going to read this section because it is so important. Hallelujah. Because, you know, we have right before, we have uh, Abraham's faith and the, the foundations of faith in Abraham, the, the, the foundations of the gospel. I encourage you to read it, you know, from, uh, you know, chapter 4. It's amazing. Uh, righteousness uh, and Abraham's faith apart from works, how it is by faith that we are saved. But, but chapter 5, it says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with Elohim, 
through our Lord Yeshua the Messiah. We have peace, we have shalom through with Elohim through Yeshua the Messiah, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. Hallelujah. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of Elohim. Now, what's so amazing about what we're reading here, what we are seeing, that we have access by faith. So it's not by anything you've done. And if I can teach you this in the life of the Spirit, build those of faith, live in life in the Spirit, what, what is the key element of seeing the life of the Spirit manifest uh, through our lives. It's the gift of faith. And it's probably the strongest gift that the Father has given me, the gift of faith, to walk in the gift of faith. I believe. I believe. Uh, you know, but in the midst of belief and the vulnerability of the Word of God coming forth, we spoke about this, you know, days ago. We talked about... Uh, you know, how the unbelief was there when they were coming out of Egypt and in the wilderness and, and God speaking and there's unbelief. And, you know, how can you not believe when you have seen the Red Sea open? How can you not believe when you've seen the plagues of God destroy uh, Pharaoh and, and Egypt? And how can you not believe when you see Pharaoh and his powerful military destroyed? How can you not believe when there's a pillar of cloud by day and fire by night? How can you not believe when your clothes are growing? How can you not believe when manna's coming down from heaven? You can be surrounded by the miraculous and you can be challenged by all of these things. But the question is, what's the Holy Spirit saying to you today? You can't live on yesterday's manna. You can't live on yesterday's blessing. If you're in a tough place right now, yes, you can go back to the testimonies of the power of God and you, you can proclaim them and say, this is the God in whom I serve. There is no one like him. And I'm standing on the rock of his promises. I'm going to look back at the testimonies of what he's done in my life. If I run out of testimonies and still my faith is not built up in the situation of which I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm going to start proclaiming the testimonies of the scripture. He is risen. Hallelujah. Death had no hold. I'm going to stand on the testimony of Yeshua as he walked the earth. I'm going to stand on the victory when he said to Lazarus, Lazarus, come forth. And up from the dead, up from death, he came forth. If Lazarus can come forth, is there a situation in my life that God can't handle? Is there a place that I'm in that he can't bring forth his deliverance? Yes, Esther, faith without works is dead. Yes, hallelujah. We need to step out in faith. We've got to just move. Hallelujah. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Amen. Thank you for the comments. Keep them coming forward. Yeah, Second uh, Timothy chapter, Second uh, Timothy four. Proclaim the word. Be on hand, whether in ti whether the time seems right or not. Convict, sense, uh, censor, and exhort with unfailing patience and with teaching. Amen. Hallelujah, Sandy. That's awesome. Father, we thank you. We press into your word. So what do we have to do to see obstacles remove, removed in front of us? We have to yield to him. The battle belongs to Yehovah. We yield to you. We have peace. <laughs> 
We have peace. We are justified through faith. It's nothing to do with what we've done. So if God can bring forth salvation, he can save you with a free gift because of the work of Yeshua through Yeshua. Here's a testimony that we have. We have gained access. We have gained access. How do I know that? Because I have entered in. I am in right now. I'm walking in his presence right now. I know I have access to the very throne of Yehovah because I'm walking there right now. It's my testimony. Is it your testimony? Are you hearing the voice of God, the word of God speaking to you? I've got hope. (laughs) Yes, I have. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of Elohim. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. Ah, you know, oh, Paul, why do you have to put that in there? I was just having a happy moment. And then you gone and put that in there. You know, why can't you just write the happy scriptures? You know, why can't we have that five-minute devotional where all we have is the happiness? (laughs) No. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that the suffering produces perseverance. This is what it takes for us to grow in God. It produces perseverance. Verse 4 of Romans chapter 5, if you're just joining. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us because Elohim has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. Hallelujah. We have the promise. We have his promise that we can stand on. We rejoice in the promises of Yehovah. We need the Ruach HaKodesh. You need the Holy Spirit. Stop trying to live this life in faith without the Holy Spirit. How do you know if you have the Holy Spirit or not? Because he's the guaranteed seal of your salvation. You know, you can walk away from, you can receive salvation. It's free. Come on. I'm speaking to someone right now. It's a free gift. You've got it. But the question is, how close are you to the word? You can make a choice and step back. Uh, You can step back, you know, I've got the word, but it's at arm's length here. It's it's over here. You know, look, I can't really read this properly because I've not got the angle right. I've not got things right. But if you draw near, oh, <laughs> you draw near. Wow. Oh, hallelujah. Wow. I'm drawing close to you. I, I'm receiving your word. I'm partaking of your word. I am eating of the scriptures. I am making them apart. I'm hiding them within my heart. Now we're moving into a whole new di- dimension. And guess what? Now we're starting to get to the place where when we're in the place of suffering, We're moving into perseverance. But what are we persevering in? We're not persevering in the pain. We're persevering in the situation by saying, I'm applying the word. I'm applying the word to what I'm going through. What are you going through? Let me ask the question. You know, what prescription do you have to your problem? What prescription do you have to what you are facing? 
What are you applying to your situation? Do you run to the drug cupboard? Do you run to the pharmacist? Are you always at the doctors? Are you trying to find the answer from the doctor every time you have a problem? Well, let me tell you something. There's an answer in the Word. Everything you're going through. Oh, brother. That's so simple. But why are we not living it? Why are so many of us not living it? This is simple. (laughs) This is so simple. Perseverance produces what? Character. Character, hope. How do you want to get to the place where you truly know that you have the anchor of hope? There's that scripture about the anchor. If any of you know what that scripture is, I can't think of it right now. Just write it in the comments. Someone do a little search right now. Find the scripture of the anchor of hope. It's so important. You know, we want to be in that place where we are anchored in him. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. Here comes his love. Here comes his love. He's pouring it out into our hearts. Our hearts are being filled up with him. Why do we need to be filled up with him? Because it's in his fullness that we see life come forth. If we will drink from him, if we will sup from him, if we will partake from him, you will never be the same. If you want to eat fast food, guess what? You know, I'm coming in just trying to grab a scripture and just I'm just grabbing the scripture and I'm running. You're just a fast food junkie. All you've got is praise the Lord, hallelujah, woohoo! And off you go and you think everything's fine. But there's a time coming you're going to fall flat on your face. So what do we need to do? We have got to get to the place where we press in and we receive from him that he will become our anchor, that his hope will be alive within us, that his love will fill us. And here's one of the key verses that I want us to get to, verse 6. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died, the Messiah died for the ungodly. You see it just the right time. And, you know, when I was praying this morning, as I was pressing in this morning, thank you, Clint and Sandy and everyone's uh, pushing that scripture. (laughs) You're saying, hi, it's Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. Come on, let's go there. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. Thank you. It's so good that we can be here together, working through the Word together. Because what are we doing? We're just flowing in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Okay, it's talking about hope. So let's read from uh, verse 17. So we're Hebrews chapter 6, verse 17. Because Elohim wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. Verse 18, Elohim did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for Elohim to lie, we who have fled, um, we who have fled to take hold of the hope offered to us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. It entered the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Yeshua, who went before us, has entered on our behalf. 
He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Hallelujah. We have the hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. It entered into the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. Hallelujah. We have this hope. It's an anchor. It's Yeshua. We stand upon his promises. You are unchangeable, Father. We thank you for who you are. We come in behind the curtain. Why? When Yeshua died, the curtain tore in half and we can enter in to his presence. Hallelujah. We worship you. We worship you. He holds us secure. In the midst of the storm, who do you need? You don't need man. You don't need drugs. You don't need anything. All you need is the anchor of life in Messiah behind the curtain. It's going into that inner place. Let him enter into the inner place of your life so the anchor of God may take a great hold of who you are through the Messiah that we will enter in. Verse 6 of Romans 5, you see at just the right time when you were still powerless, the Messiah died for the ungodly at just the right time. I want us to pray for the brokenhearted. I want us to pray for those who are lost because I believe this is the hour and this is the time for salvation. I believe that God's delivering power wants to come to those who are broken, those who are in need. The message that we are re reading is not just for those who have come to faith. The message that we are reading is a hope for those who are hopeless. It's a hope for those who are broken. We have many believers that are still in a broken state and the Father is calling out saying, Come into me. Come unto me, all you who are broken hearted. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Don't take the yoke of religion. Take his yoke, the yoke of Messiah. Learn from him. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man. Though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. But Elohim demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Messiah died for us. He paid the price. You did nothing for salvation. You received the free gift. So if you have freely, freely received, I want to ask you a question. Will you freely give? Will you allow your heart to be broken by the things that breaks the Father's heart? Verse 9, Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from Elohim's wrath through him? For if when we were Elohim's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his Son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also rejoice in Elohim through Yeshua the Messiah, through whom we have now received reconciliation. We are being reconciled to him. So you had the free gift of salvation. But... This also means that you have the promise. It doesn't matter what you face. God says, I'll be with you. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Why? You belong to him. 
Praise Yehovah, we have this anchor in our faith. You look, when do you need the anchor? You don't need the anchor when you're playing sailing and everything's gone good. No, you bring the anchor up. You're enjoying the wind. You're enjoying the sail. You're enjoying the motion. But when do you need the anchor when things get tough? in the midst of the storm. Why do you put the anchor down? Because you don't want the the torrents of uh, um, the storm to direct your path, to direct where you're going. And hear the word of Yehovah in the midst of the storm. Don't just allow the storm just to carry you through life. No, 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 no. You put the anchor down into who he is. You put your anchor down straight in behind the curtain into the holy of holies. Hallelujah. You have access. You have access. You're not just putting an anchor down and just hoping that there's some rock that's going to catch on or dragging through the sand. No, 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 no. You put the anchor straight into the holy of holies. Take me into the Holy of Holies. Take me in by the blood of the Lamb. We can enter in. And that's where the anchor is. In the midst of the storm, that's when you use the anchor. You also need the anchor when the Father said, you need to stop right now and hang out with me and come into my presence. You put your anchor down into him. Listen, social media can be like a a whirlwind storm. The media today, the news channels They can be like a storm trying to blow all sorts of nonsense all over your life. And all you need to do is be anchored in him. You can watch a little bit. You can watch a little bit. But don't meditate and be so screwed up through the news of what's going on in the world and what the ungodly are reporting. But let's look at the report of the Lord. Whose report are you going to believe? You're going to believe the report of the world? Uh, you know, with all that fear, all that anxiety that they want to pour on us, or are we going to believe the report of Yehovah? What does his report say? What does his report say? Apply it to your life. What does his report say over what you're facing? What does his report say concerning the coronavirus? <laughs> his report says, I am healed. I am not going to be taken down by this. What does his report say? We can start building up the promises of God that we need to handle our situation. And why do we need to do this? Why do we need to do this? Why do we need this anchor within our life? Why do we have to get to the place where we understand what it truly means to to be reconciled, to walk in reconciliation? Why do we need to get to this place where hope Uh, will uh, be lifted up within our life in a new dimension. Listen, where there is no hope, the people perish. If you don't have anything to hope onto, if you don't have anything to hope for, that's where the word hopelessness comes from. If you're homeless, if you're if you're broken, you know, we are called to minister to the brokenhearted, those who are without hope, hopeless. I have no hope. If you have no hope, you have no life. So what do we need through suffering? We need perseverance. We need character to bring us to the place of hope. And God's hope will not disappoint you. If you hope in him, you will see his promises. Wow. I tell you, I'm encouraged today. You know, last night, I'm t- I could hardly sleep last night after the, the, the ministry last night and the time yesterday it was so heavy in the spirit what the father was doing 
But today, you know, at just the right time, at just the right time, at just the right time. Why is it God is never early, but he's never late? At just the right time, he's going to come forth and come through for you. But I want to ask you a question. How are you ministering to the brokenhearted? How are we ministering? Paula just puts the scripture there from Proverbs chapter 13. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a long and fulfilled is a tree of life. That's so true. That's an amazing scripture. I love that scripture. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is the tree of life. When we are on this journey and we see the blessings of God, when we see what he has said come to pass, it brings joy to our heart and victory in Messiah. It's amazing. But some of you, you know, what's the plan of the enemy? He wants you in what? Deferred hope. Here comes the enemy. I want to come against everything that God's saying in your life, and I want to break it. That's what the enemy wants to do. So what do we need to do? We need to be anchored in him. We need to grow up in him. You see, at just the right time, when you were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. And I want to ask you a question. How are you ministering to those who are broken? What are we doing for the brokenhearted? We can be encouraged, we can be strengthened, but what are you doing with this word? What are you doing with the word? What are you doing with the word today? What are you going to do with the word this week? Are we going to make a plan on how we can make a difference? Are we going to get up on purpose to minister the love of Yeshua to this generation? How are you going to do it? When I wake up in the morning, I wake up in the morning to seek his face, to say, Father, how are you going to use me today to bring change into the hearts of others? You know, as I walked this morning and just, you know, I went on a two, two and a half hour walk with a dog this morning. We, we live in Kasaria in Israel. Most of the country is locked down. We're starting to see the, the lockdown lift. You know, there's so many rules and restrictions and things that we can do and what we cannot do. But what I love about this community, we've got the barriers down on this community, but we can just walk in this community. We're not allowed to go on the beach, you know, and things like that. But we can just walk the paths and, you know, just spend time. And I'm out there, you know, in two and a half hours, you know, maybe I saw like 30 people. It might have been at the beginning I saw people then. I didn't see people. Hardly any people were out. Why? On this lockdown. But it's just a great time to walk and pray. Are we walking and praying for our community? Are we laying a foundation for the Father to move? And this is, this is what I, I love it. I love to prayer walk. You know, I walked in the streets of London, prayer walked the streets in the middle of the night to minister to the brokenhearted and the demon-possessed and, and those in trouble. And Paul says that our husband and I do uh, prayer walks. Amen. In your community. Yeah, it gives you divine appointments. That's right. You know, with, with, with the brokenhearted and those that are scared and whatever they're going through. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's get out. And, you know, look, if you're in this lockdown, you can't get out. I understand. But let's look at other ways. How do we minister? You know, at this time, can you make a phone call? Is there a call you need to make? Is there someone you need to speak to? Can you minister the hope that's been given to you to someone who is not yet saved? 
Father, I pray that you keep us connected with those not yet saved. They might be unbelievers right now. They might not be saved. They might be what we class as heathens. But let's not be holier than now that we can't spend time with those that are broken. Father, what can we do in your community? Let me tell you something. You can get out in your community if you are uh, looking after the elderly, if you're going to get food and help people. You can do that. If you're a certain age and you can't go out, stay at home. But if you're of an age where you can go out and start serving the community, what can we do to make a difference? What can we do to make a difference? And I want to encourage you today to reach out to him, to ask the Father, how can you live your life on purpose? How can you apply the walk of the Spirit on purpose so you can see his glory manifest in your life? Because we have got to take this message to this generation. We are working very hard right now here in Israel as we're dealing with domestic violence and abuse, as we are opening up our center next door to get things ready to minister to the brokenhearted. We are not reaching out to uh, uh, believers. Yeah, we, we will take in believers that are going through trouble, but we're also using this as a platform to minister to the brokenhearted, to minister to those in need. And I want to ask you what we are doing next door in our house of peace, what we are doing in this property is bigger than we are. And we have people who are standing with us who are supporting this project, and I appreciate that. And I just want to say thank you for every person that's standing with us. But I believe that the Father, as a ministry, has called us to do this to make a difference. And it's going to be inconvenient. It's not going to be easy. It's going to cost us something. We're going to have to uh, clothe people. We're going to have to feed people free of charge every single day. We're going to have to house them. We're going to have to look after every need they have to help them on this journey. What a blessing and privilege to be able to see someone rescued and snatched from the place of danger to come to a safe refuge, a haven where the love of God can be seen, where the peace of Yehovah manifests. And I want to ask you to stand with us because we need to be connected to the land. I was going to share some other scriptures and go in a totally different direction tonight than what we have, but I just love what the Father has done. I love what the Father has done tonight. It's just been amazing. I have been blessed and encouraged with what's happening in this ministry tonight. It's, it's been encouraging me just to see what the Father is saying, that he wants us to walk in the promise, that he wants to move us into a new dimension, that he wants us to be connected to the land in a greater way. Why? If we are being transformed by the word, how are we sowing into a land that is part of our inheritance? And I want to encourage you, if you want to give and support, but more than anything, I want to ask you to pray. You know, We've got a picture on Facebook for crisis in Israel. Print that picture off. Put it on your refrigerators. I want to ask you to start interceding every day. Stand with me in prayer as we soak this in prayer that this property will be used to set the captives free, that the Father will do a mighty work. And we're still working hard to get things done. We're paying things to get things in place. We're already putting structures in. That's already taken place. But we are short on the resources that we need. And my goal is as we move into this next month, the beginning of the month, that we'll be close to opening 
this project. That's how quickly I'm saying this is a crisis that's going on. How are we ministering to this need in the midst of crisis? So if you do want to get behind us and support us in doing that, I'm going to post a link here. Uh, we're a nonprofit in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, you can give in no matter what country you're watching. But if you want to stand with us and financially support it, we're asking for people to give to help us so we have a base for the staff that we need to bring in, the support staff, the counselors, those who are on fire for Yeshua. We don't just want volunteers because we know that it doesn't work just with volunteers. We need the commitment and dedication of those who are trained and equipped to minister. That's what we need, and we need to be able to care for their families too to be able to do this work. So we want to ask you to stand with us. If you want to do a one-time donation, a special gift into this project, feel free to do that. If you want to stand monthly with a monthly donation, I appreciate that as well. But more than anything, I ask you to uh, pray and, and be in prayer with us for what we're doing. 